Jesus. I declare victory. I declare freedom. I declare liberty. I declare the joy of the Lord is our strength. I declare if God be for us, who can be against us? Come on. We don't serve a dead God, but our God is alive. He is the firstborn from the dead. Come on. I got victory. I'm excited today. Let me say it again. I'm excited. Now, before you're seated, I am excited for this weekend. I'm excited for this morning service and tonight. But I'm also excited for next weekend. We have Pastor Tony Suarez here. I mean, there are people. We have some ministers flying in just to be a part of the service uh, from all over the country. Uh, a great evangelist named Deborah George is coming. There's some. Uh, there's people coming from all over to be at our church next weekend to hear Pastor Tony Suarez and that amazing prayer cloth weekend. It is now. I want you to come expecting. Now, I, I hope every weekend you come expecting, but that's probably not reality. But I need you to understand something. We need to come expecting when we come to church. I'm, I'm not leaving the same way I come in. I, you know, you can leave different every time in God's presence. You should be more changed every time. Next weekend, here's what I'm, I'm putting everyone on assignment. I'm putting you on blast. Come on, somebody. You got homework. You need to find someone that's sick. You need to find someone that's, I mean, find someone that has cancer. Because we believe Jesus still heals cancer. Find someone that needs a miracle. Find someone that needs a financial miracle. Find someone that needs God to move in their family. Find people that are lost and bring them to church. And we are going to watch God move supernaturally next weekend. I mean, we're going to see so many miracles. I'm believing that we're going to see people healed of cancer. I believe we're going to see people healed of diabetes. I believe we're going to see people healed of all sorts of disease. I don't know about you, but I think Jesus still heals. I believe Jesus still heals. Come on, let's give Jesus a shout of praise because he's worthy. I see a lot of cowboy jerseys here today. Know, Pastor Rob's a 49ers fan. So I'm going with Pastor Rob's team today. So I got his back. Amen. All right. Give someone next to you, tell them you love them, except if they're a Cowboys fan. Don't say anything to them. Just ignore them. Just ignore that Cowboy fan. Amen. Well, I, I was rooting for the Raiders yesterday, and they came, they came up a little short. So, I think the refs cheated, amen. But hey, God will get them back, amen. Don't test God. I, uh, 
I have a joke I've been telling. So now you got to lean with me in it. So um, how many know who Dak Prescott is? He's the quarterback of the Cowboys. Wave your hand if you know who he is. So this is the joke. It goes like this. Dak Prescott passes away. But he, good news, he goes to heaven. Amen. So Peter's showing him around heaven, and he takes him to his house. And it's a little house, but it has a, a cowboy banner on it. So he's showing him around the house, and he looks out the window, and he sees this huge Raiders, this mansion with a big Raiders banner. And he goes, is that Derek Carr's house? And Peter says, no, that's God's house. So God is a Raiders fan. Amen. All right. Praise God. Amen. Praise his holy name. All right. Well, if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to Nehemiah chapter 4. I have declared this year over our church, this is a year of kingdom building. And as we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. And as we put the kingdom first, as we build the kingdom, God takes care of everything else. Amen to that. And when you put Jesus first, there's just something amazing. And I said it last week, it's not, a lot of times in ministry, you hear this over the years, it's Jesus, family, the ministry, and that, that's not true. It's Jesus wants to be first in your family. Jesus wants to be first in your ministry. Jesus wants to be first at your job. Jesus is first in every area of your life. And so I want you to understand that. And so as, as we begin to build the kingdom this year, it's so amazing what God did last year. But I'm believing for even greater things this year. Amen? All right. Now, I appreciate the 16 hand claps. But we had a wonderful outreach yesterday with our Reach LA. And it was here in Whittier. And uh, just some amazing testimonies. What is amazing is 20 people gave their life to Jesus yesterday. And I believe someone got out of a wheelchair. Someone got healed. And God moves supernaturally. Isn't that amazing? We serve a God that still heals. Now, you better get on board for this weekend. If you're new to the church, you ain't ready for the, the January prayer cloth. Uh, the, I mean, this is the service. It's going to be fire. Tell your neighbor, say, you ain't ready for it. You better buckle your seatbelt. I mean, for safety. Come on. I mean, you don't know what may happen to you. You may be called to the mission field next month. Come on, somebody. God may start using you in your new small group. You, ain't, you don't know what God's getting ready to do with you this year. All right, turn your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 1. We'll look at the first several verses here. But it so happened when Sanibal heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? What, will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stone from the heaps of rubbish 
the stones that are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him, and he said, whatever they build, if even a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out from before you. For they have provoked you to anger before the builders. So we build the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to the half its height. For the people had a mind to work. For a people had a mind to work. I want you to tell your neighbor, say, my mind is made up. Tell your other neighbor, say, my mind is made up. Tell, tell the neighbor that really needs to say, my mind is made up. There's something special when your mind is made up. See, my mind is made up. I'm serving Jesus. All the days of my life, I've made it up. I'm, my mind is made up. No matter what happens, I'm serving Jesus. No matter what goes on, I'm serving Jesus. Through the highs and the lows, I'm serving Jesus. My mind is made up. No matter what happens, good or bad, I'm going to give glory to God all the days of my life. My mind is made up that I believe he's able, he can, and he will. You got to have a, your mind made up. You got to have a mindset just like Jesus. Jesus had a mindset. Philippians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Give us that kind of mind like Jesus. Jesus went to the cross. He knew what was going to happen, but his mind was made up. He was going to shed his blood for the saving of the world. Jesus was going to be the ultimate sacrifice. He wasn't going to quit halfway in. He wasn't going to give up halfway in. And, and this is what I got to just preach. This, this doesn't have anything to do with my message. But I just got to say this. We have so many Christians that quit so quick. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. They, they, they stub their toe and they quit. They, they get an ingrown hair. Come on. And they quit. And, and next thing you know, they get a little problem and they quit. I, I quit on God. I give up on God. I, God isn't who he says. My God get some backbone grow up get a spiritual backbone we got enough jellyfish christians that they have the backbone of a jellyfish they can't stand they can't go through anything in life without quitting man one storm hits their life it's over come on man get used to the storm we have victory through the storm we have victory through the circumstance we have victory through the trial and the tribulation. Trials and tribulations shouldn't throw us off. It should remind us who God is. When we go through something, it's a reminder that God can deliver, God can heal, God can set free, God can do the impossible. We don't serve a dead God, but he's alive. Christ in me is the hope of glory, the Bible says. Come on, I, I need someone to rise up this year. Be the man or woman of God you've been called to be since the foundation of time. But all of a sudden, you quit. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, I'm ready to preach this. 
my bank account is empty. God didn't bless me. Well, maybe God's emptying your bank account because you didn't tithe. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Never mind. I won't go there. Let me behave myself. I'm, I'm trying to behave. Come on. Well, I didn't put God first. You know, I said last week, there's consequences to not putting God first. There are consequences to not putting God first. Dude, don't preach that anymore. But let me get back to Nehemiah. Say Nehemiah. Say with attitude. Say Nehemiah. Nehemiah is the king's cupbearer. And Nehemiah hears word that there's a remnant in Jerusalem. And they are being harassed. They are being attacked. They are being treated very unfairly. This little remnant. And it breaks his heart. This remnant. And Nehemiah has a God-given assignment to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem for protection. And let me say this. We have become great bridge builders in the kingdom of God. We want to build a bridge to everything. We build a bridge to this. We build a bridge to that. We build a bridge to this. I think we forgot the importance of building walls. And, you know, you're meant to build a wall around things that are important, things you need to protect. See, we want to build bridge. See, my faith is different than the Muslim faith. I, I, I'm called to reach Muslims, but I can't let their beliefs in, impact my beliefs. It's not the same thing. They're building this temple now, they showed me, in Jerusalem, that it's going to be an interfaith temple where all the, the faiths mix together. See, we have to build a wall around our faith. Well, let me say it again. You got to build a wall around it. My, my faith isn't the same as Buddhist. It ain't. When you start bringing their doctrine into our faith, it gets messed up. We got to put a wall around what we believe. All of a sudden, we're building bridges to Muslims, and then we're taking on their faith. That's not the way it's supposed to be. We build a bridge to this community or that community, and all of a sudden, we start accepting their beliefs into the church. See, that's what's happened. We started accepting. We built a lot of bridges. Oh, I'm going to preach this. Because nobody preaches this anymore. We build a lot of bridges to this community and that community. Hey, hey, I love everybody. I don't care. Sin is sin. But when you let sin in the camp and don't build a wall around sin, you're, you're meant to build a wall around sin. You're, let me say it again. You're meant to build a wall around sin. I, I know this ain't, this ain't the, 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 the stand up and cheer thing. But you got to learn to build some walls. Let me say it again. You got to learn to build some walls. You can't let anything. So you watch four ABC specials and all of a sudden you question your Christianity. And you let this mess in with your beliefs. Your doctrine gets skewed and all of a sudden you think Jesus was married to Mary. Come on, somebody. That, that, that's not doctrine. You need to build a wall around what you believe. All right, let me take one more step further. Uh, turn your Bible to, let me, uh, let me see this. Let's turn to 
2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elijah, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house, in the house? And she said, Your maid servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Now we all know this story. Then he said, Go borrow vessels from everyone, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you. Your blessing isn't for everybody. Your blessing isn't for everybody. See, you want everyone included in your blessing. That's not the way it works. You want everybody and their brother involved in your blessing. But the man of God says, get all these jars. I'm getting ready to multiply the little you have, but you need to do it behind closed doors. You need to do it behind a wall. See, some of your biggest blessing in your life could happen if you build a wall around what you believe. And you don't let anybody change your mind. You don't let anybody throw you off course. You don't let anybody sidetrack you. You don't let anybody throw a wrench in your machine. Come on, somebody. See, you wonder why you're not blessed because you haven't built a wall around what you believe. You've been building bridges way too long and you forget the importance of a wall. I need to tell you, my faith has a wall around it. See, what the Bible says, I built a wall around this word in my heart. No one's going to steal it from me. No one's going to take it from me. The enemy can't come through my wall. Come on, somebody. Oh, you ain't hearing me. There's importance of building a wall. That's why so many of these denominations, that so many wacky things happen nowadays. They do. You can be, you can be a homosexual and be a pastor. There, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, that, that, it's a sin. It's sin. I love, I love everybody. We love people. But sin is sin. You can't be a pastor and have a wife and four girlfriends. I'm being truthful. You, you can. You know what I mean? I'm married to one woman. Uh, let me say it again. One woman. One amazing woman. I'll tell her my nickname, so you know I have a little nickname for Natalie, my little nickname. She's my little doe. Come on, somebody. Yeah. I'm her buck. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Let me encourage you. That's marriage 101. You better get a nickname. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, you can't have six girlfriends and preach in this pulpit. You can't. You, you, you can't be doing this and that. You, you, you got you to put a wall around your faith. There has to be standards. Come on. You can't be living some... You can't be living like hell on Saturday, come to church on Sunday, and think, oh, mm, well, you know, I'm ready to be a pastor. No, you're not. You ain't even close to ready to be a pastor. You ain't even, you even, re you ain't even ready to minister to somebody. You, you still smell like old English. Come on, somebody. 
and you, and, and you smell like weed. Come on, somebody. And don't tell me it's for medicinal purposes. I know you ain't using it for medicinal purposes. Come on, somebody. And that's what you have to be smoking if you think the Cowboys are going to beat the 49ers today. Slicing them up. All right. Now watch the Cowboys win and everybody come back to me next week and say... But hey, it don't matter. Come on, I'm loyal. I got Pastor Rob's back. So, so next thing you know, Nehemiah goes to the king and says, if I have favor with you, I have to go and rebuild the wall. And let me tell you, favor ain't fair. I, I, I pray over everyone that's a member of this church that you have God's favor on your life. Lift your hand right now. I pray for divine favor over your life. Favor that comes from heaven. May you have the kiss of God on your life. In Jesus' name. You know how you know you have favor? I'll tell you how you know you have favor. This has nothing to do with my message either, so I'm going to roll. When Joseph was in slavery and thrown in prison... Everywhere he went, he got promoted. And you're not, let me just tell you what you're not. You're not in slavery, and you're not in prison. And I'm here to tell you, if Joseph got blessed in prison, and while being in slavery, there was favor on his life. And I'm here to tell you, you ain't in prison, and you ain't in slavery, and you want the favor of God on your life. Wherever you go, people know that you're a child of God. Wherever you go, people see the light of Jesus on your life. Whatever God does, no matter where you go, God's favor is on your life. So Nehemiah had favor, and he went on this mission. And next thing you know, he gets to Jerusalem, and he starts scouting out the wall. And I, and I love this. Let's look at verse Chapter 2, verse, let's look at 18. Can we go there? And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me, and also of the king's words that he has spoken to me. So they said, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. But saying about the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem the Arab, heard of it they laughed at us and despised us and said what is this thing that you are doing will you rebel against the king so i answered them and said to them the god of heaven himself now that can preach just by itself will prosper us therefore we his servants will arise and build but you have no heritage or right or memorial in jerusalem the god of heaven this is the God we serve. He is the God of heaven. And he will prosper us. He will prosper us in a dry land. 
He will bless us in a dry land. He will bless us in a land that doesn't make sense. He will bless you in the good times and in the bad times. He will, he will prosper you when everyone else doesn't think you should be prospered. He's the God of heaven. Then, now, let me just say this. I love this about Nehemiah. He didn't let the enemy deter him. He didn't let the enemy throw him off course. See, a lot of times you expect the devil to be part of your parade. And the enemy's a part of your uh, choir. See, the enemy isn't going to be part of your parade. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus comes to give life and life abundantly. So stop expecting the enemy to bless you. God will bless you. The thing the enemy meant for evil, it's God that turns it around for the good. God will turn it around for the good. See, you're listening to the enemy way too much. You need to start listening to God. You need to start reading his word. The word needs to be alive in you. See, we live in a biblically illiterate society. People don't know the Bible anymore. But here at this church, you're going to know the Bible. That's why we have small groups. That's why we have everything we do. That's why we have church. You know, we have church all the time. This is a, we have church all the time church. We have church on Wednesdays at 7. It's fire. We have church Friday night with young adults. And as long as you're under the age of, what's the age, Pastor Josh? 65, you can come. I'm teasing. You better be under 40. Come on, somebody. We don't want no creepers up in this camp. So, you know, can I get a loud amen? You're sneaking in and you're on AARP. Come on, somebody. You're putting a wig on to come in. Come on. I'm kidding. You got to be a young adult. Amen. So. Um, but I want you to understand this. We have church all the time. There's something always happening. Pastor Rob does a men's discipleship group. Pastor Alba does a woman's discipleship group. And they're both fantastic. There's so many small groups happening right now. You can grow in your faith. You need to, you need to make that a priority this year. So, but you got to stop listening to the enemy. You got to stop listening to the enemy. Then... There's chapter 3 of Nehemiah, and it's very confusing to a lot of people. So let me break it down because it's hard to understand chapter 4 unless you don't understand chapter 3. Pastor Rob, AJ, stand up. I need a couple guys. I need about like eight guys. So if you're a guy, stand up. At least eight of you. Okay. Come up front if you're eight. Hope we have enough here. Now, Hakeem's got a great jersey, doesn't he? Juju's my dude. All right, how many? Uh, hey, don't count the Steelers out. I think they're going to win today. So. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's perfect. All right, so Bill, you and Josh go over by the door. This section. See, if you, and then I want you guys to go, go against the exit sign up there. And Pastor Rob, why don't you three go by that other exit door? And then, Hakeem and Jr., go by that other exit sign. Face the wall. So in, in chapter 3, this is what you see. This person and this person took this section and rebuilt the wall. And this person and this person, just a bunch of names. So if you, when you first look at it, it's very confusing. You're like, what's going on? 
Well, this is what happened. These guys started rebuilding this section. So start rebuilding the wall, Pastor Rob. Your, your team here, start rebuilding it. And then Hakeem and Junior started rebuilding that section. And then you guys started rebuilding this section. And then Bill and Josh started rebuilding this. Come on, now really rebuild. They, they, they actually had a mind to work, the Bible said. I don't know if you guys have a mind to work right now. So. You got to have a mind to work, all right? Come on, pick up that brick. Come on. So there's this group doing this group. And when the enemies saw it, they said, what a joke. They're building the wall. There's a missing piece there, missing piece here, half built here, half built there, half built there. And they're saying, even if a fox ran up on this thing, it would collapse. But what they didn't realize was Bill and Josh were building their section. Come on, get to work. They're building this section. Come on, guys, get to work. Junior Hakeem are building that section. Come on, guys, work hard. Now look at Pastor Rob. Now that's working. Come on. They're building this section. So they see a little here, a little there, a little here, and they start making fun of them. And they start laughing at them. And, and they, they start, they said, this is ridiculous. What are they doing? What they didn't realize is they were doing a section at a time. And so what God sometimes does in your life is a section at a time. And see, the enemy doesn't see the finished product, but he starts attacking before the job is done. And so the enemy always comes in and says, what are you doing? This looks ridiculous. You think you can serve God? You can do this, you can do that. You can sing, you can preach. You think you're gonna do that? But what they don't realize is as everybody's working on the wall, as everybody stays on the wall, see this is the important thing. You can't get off the wall. You got to stay on the wall. You got to keep plowing. You got to keep pushing. You have to have your mind made up that I'm not getting off this wall no matter what. I'm not getting off the wall. I'm staying on the wall. I got my mind made up. I'm serving God. I'm going with Jesus all the way. I don't care what my neighbors say. I don't care what my family says. I'm building this wall because God has called me for such a time as this. I don't know what personal wall you're building in your life for Jesus, but the enemy always likes to come in before you're completed and say, what are you doing? I need you to tell them, I'm building it in sections. I'm building it piece by piece, brick by brick. You gotta have your mind made up. Come on, give these wonderful guys a big hand clap. You gotta have your mind made up. There's too many Christians that their mind ain't made up. They, they, they blow around like the wind. They, they all of a sudden, one minute they're high and the next minute they're low. You gotta have your mind made up. I'm on this wall. 
I'm building this wall. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. God started a good work in me. I don't know what you're doing this year, what you're building, what God has you building. But I got a word for you. Don't quit. Have your mind made up. Have your mind made up. Because the enemy's going to come in and say, that wall sure looks funny. It's halfway done. It's not all together. But eventually, something happens when you serve God. Something amazing happens. It all just starts to join together. Before you know it, the things that didn't make sense, the things that were holding you back, the things that were causing such problems, the things that were detouring you and setting a roadblock in your life, all of a sudden, the wall starts joining together. Your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith, the word starts connecting one dot to the next. You start building upon glory. It starts building and building and building and building. And before you know it, the walls join together. I got a word for you. Your wall is close to coming together. God brought me on assignment today to tell you your wall is coming together. It might have some cracks now. It might have some spots that are open now, but I got a word for you. It's coming together in 2020 in the name of Jesus. The things you are praying about 20 years ago are happening now. The things you were dreaming about 10 years ago is happening in this season. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. This is the season. As you build, as you build the kingdom of God, he will bless you and your family. As you build the wall, trust me, the enemy will attack. The enemy will say all sorts of things. But man, get your mind made up. Get your mind made up. Have the same mind as Jesus. Get your mind made up. Get your mind, get tough. Get spiritually tough. Stop walking around defeated and weak. Realize you are on assignment. You should be dead, but Jesus spared you. you some of you should be in prison, but Jesus, his grace was good enough. Some of you shouldn't even be here today, but God was faithful. Let me tell you, God's hand is on your life. The hand of God is on your life. Build the wall. Everybody stand to your feet. We're going to build the wall together, and you're also going to build what God has called you to build. Piece by piece. And eventually, it's all going to come together. That's what's amazing. It all just comes together. It's amazing how God used Nehemiah in the position he was in. The position, God gave me this for someone right before I walked down. You don't like the job you're in. God says, I'm going to bless you in the job you're in. God says, you might not like it, 
but I'm going to use it. Nehemiah, I don't think, let me, let me tell you, maybe you think cupbearer is a cool job. It is not. I'll break it down to you real quick. Back then, a lot of kingdoms were overthrown because they would kill the king. And the way they would do it is with poison. So the cupbearer would drink the drink first, and if he didn't die, he would then give it to the king. So every, every day, his life, his life was in the balance. Now, if he died, obviously, the king ain't going to drink it. And the king would get another cup bearer. You might not like what you're doing. But God told me, he'll bless you where you're at. And he'll use where you're at to propel you into your next assignment. Come on. Right now, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you need Jesus Christ as your Savior, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. This is for everyone in the lower level and the upper deck. There's so many people today in the upper deck. If you need Jesus as your Savior, start the year right. Start the year right. With every head bowed, every eye closed. When I count to three, if you need to give your life to Jesus, surrender to Jesus, a conversion, complete life change. When I count to three, lift your hand. One, I just declare God is moving supernaturally right now and convicting hearts. Two, I break every chain of the devil right now over your life. If you need to give your life to Jesus, start the year right. Right now, lift your hands. Say, I need to surrender to Jesus. I see those hands. I see them in the upper deck. I see you. 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 Everyone repeat after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and live. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender all. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's give all those wonderful people a big hand clap. In Nehemiah chapter 1, he, he hears of what's happening about this remnant in Jerusalem, and it bothers him. And it should bother us when we hear about the kingdom of God. When we hear about other churches and other Christians going through such horrible things. The kingdom of God has taken a drastic hit. But what I believe God is doing is setting up for something very special. You know, there's some churches that haven't come back since COVID. They're still closed. They don't meet in person. There's some churches that just shut down completely. There's some pastors that just gave up. They say so many pastors quit during this pandemic. 
and what people are doing missionary-wise, you don't see anybody doing anything missionary-wise. Very little. And why am I telling you this? Because I believe the greatest comeback for the church of Jesus Christ is getting ready to happen. I believe the greatest season of the church... I'm going to say it again. The greatest season ever. But it takes people that have their mind made up. It takes people that will fight the good fight of faith. It takes people that won't quit or give up so easy. It takes people that have a, a stick-to-itiveness. People that will say, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting. I'm going to build with one hand and battle with the other. I'm, I'm on the wall and I ain't coming off the wall. I don't care what all these enemies say. I'm not getting off the wall. It might not look right. It might not all be together right now. It might look a little funky, but I'm here to tell you, I'm staying on the wall till the job's done. We gotta stay on the wall. We can't get off the wall. It is the wall. We're gonna protect what we have. We reach souls. We preach the gospel. We need people to preach the gospel. It doesn't mean you're a pastor. You just, we need preachers that will preach boldness instead of this watered-down message. I'm here to tell you, not everybody's going to heaven. You know, I've never been to a funeral where that person ain't going to heaven. That ain't real. That is not real. You know, you ask someone, are they a believer? I think so. They're probably in heaven. No, they're you don't know that. Narrow is the gate. That's what the Bible says. Narrow is the gate. I'm here to tell you. I'll tell people too, and I know they get offended. But I'm not playing games anymore. Someone will ask me, do you think this person's in heaven? I said, well, were they a believer? And they said, no. I said, well, maybe the last moment they gave their life to Jesus. But besides that, they're probably not in heaven. I tell them that for a reason. Because you need the truth. You need the truth. We need to preach the truth. Not everybody's going to heaven. Your dog ain't going to heaven. I mean, maybe your dog. I, you can decide whatever you I don't care really care about if your dog. If you want your dog in heaven, talk to God about that. I don't but you got to hear what I'm saying. We got to preach the truth of God's word. We got to preach the truth. Sin is sin. Right is right. The truth is the truth. I learned people respect you more when you preach the truth. People respect you more when you preach the truth. If you're always preaching a watered down message, there ain't no faith in that. I'm not here to please you. I'm here to serve God. I'm here to please God. I'm not here to tickle your ear. That's why we need a church that's on the wall. And this is God's message for us. We will stay on the wall. We will keep building the wall. What well, don't look pretty? Good. It will. Give it time. We're just working in sections. Well, I, I don't know, man. This person ain't working as fast as me. That's all right. We're working in sections. Well, I, I don't, it's, it's not quite perfect. The wall ain't perfect yet. But we're not getting off the wall. 
the wall doesn't look so good, we're not getting off the wall. Well, the world is in a pandemic. We're not getting off the wall. There's a new variant. We're not getting off the wall. The, 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 the Omicron, the Flurona, all that's out there. God's not giving us a spirit of fear, but a power loving a sound mind. I'm not getting off the wall. There's still a country that needs Jesus. There's still a world that needs Jesus. There's still people that need Jesus. Hallelujah. You got to fight the good fight of faith. Don't get off the wall. Every hand lifted. Worship team, come back. I speak blessing. May your mind be made up. May your mind be made up. May your mind be made up. May you not deviate. May your mind be made up. Mm. God's changing someone's mindset right now. Someone that was half in, God is shifting it. That your mind is made up. You're all in for Jesus. And when you put that wall around you and your family, the oil will keep flowing. The oil will keep flowing. The oil will keep flowing. I speak favor. I speak blessing. I speak a supernatural touch over you and your family. May you be a preacher of the gospel. May you preach the good news. May you preach the truth. May you not back down from the truth of God's word. May you stand firm in his righteousness. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen. Come on, let's give Jesus a big shout of praise. Come here, Pastor Rob. Give Pastor Rob a big hand. Who's going to support Pastor Rob and cheer for the 49ers today? Amen. Amen. Incredible. Let's build a wall. Usher, just make your way down. You know, earlier as Pastor had mentioned about this coming weekend, starting Friday, Saturday, and then two times on Sunday, is prayer cloth weekend. And this is not just a, a bunch of service we, services we're throwing together just to have church. There's purpose when we gather. There's purpose when we assemble. And this coming weekend with Pastor Tony Suarez, it is a time where we want to display a new demonstration of the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The world isn't looking for a new doctrine or a new denomination. We have enough of that stuff. What the world needs is a new demonstration of the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so when the church gathers, we, we do so with expectation that God is going to do miracles, signs, and wonders, not for us, but for those that have yet to believe, so that they can see what we know, that our God is a miracle-working God. Amen? And so we want to encourage you to get on the phone, grab somebody that needs a miracle or doesn't know Jesus, and get them here. And don't miss a single service. Don't choose which service will I go 
But ask God, at what service do I need to bring a certain person? Because I'm coming to all four. Can I get an amen? And starting Friday and throughout the whole weekend, we're going to be receiving our Kingdom Builders first fruit offering. And the Bible tells us in the Old Testament, this was something that they did, that at the first portion of the year, they would take a first fruit offering. And, and through the years, I've heard of people putting aside a full month's income, a full month's wage, a week's wage, but they wanted to set aside the first portion of their year to give something to God, to build the kingdom of God. And God promises when we put the kingdom first that all of our needs, come on somebody, shall be added unto us. That when we seek first, somebody say first. We're taking up a first fruit offering. So if I seek first the kingdom of God, I will participate in this offering. This isn't a tithe. This is above that. This is above that. And, and there's a scripture verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, that talks about this. And God. Come on, somebody. I look at my situation, but I can say, and God still is on the throne. It says, and God is able. You serve an able God. Not an unable God, but an able God. And God is able to bless you abundantly. Hold on. I love being blessed, but there's a purpose always to the blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. To bless you abundantly so that there's a purpose for the blessing. Come on, somebody. So that in all things, good or bad, I'm about to preach to somebody now. In all things, at all times, whether it's good times or bad times, whether I have a lot or not, God is able to bless me. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you want, no, all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Sowing seed is a good work. Sowing seed is a good work. Building the kingdom is a good work. So that in all things and at all times, you can abound in the good work. I don't know about you, but God's been too good for me to withhold my hand. God's been too good to me for me to keep the seed in my pocket. I want to be a kingdom builder. I want to build with one hand, with a sword in the other hand, and a seed ready to give at all times. Come on, somebody. I want a shovel in one hand. I want a sword in the other, and I want a seed to give at all times because he's been good to me. And so I want to give you an opportunity to tithe today, but also let you know, be in prayer this week as we're hitting the second week of our 21-day fast. How many of you have been joining us with this fast? As we hit this fast, remember those three prayer targets. One of those being a third great awakening. God is doing something great, amen? So as you get ready to give your gift this morning, with a grateful heart and a cheerful attitude, we give unto the Lord. Come on, somebody, would you help me bless this tithe now and bless the offering. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We're so grateful that you are a giving God. You have 
given us an example. As you gave your son to us, God, you've commanded us to return back to you. I'm not giving out of what you haven't first given me. I'm returning back to you a tithe. I'm returning back to you a first fruit because God, you're worthy of it all. And what I place in your hand, you will grow. What I put in your hand, you will expand the kingdom. It doesn't do much in my pocket, but my God, it can do much in your hand. So today we bless the tithe. We bless the giver in your holy name. And we give you honor and we give you glory this day. It's in Jesus' mighty name. And the church shouted amen. Come on, the church shouted amen. What a great day to be in the house of the Lord. We know we've got church this week, tonight, Wednesday, and don't miss prayer cloth weekend. As always, if you're in need of anything, need of prayer, a fresh touch from God, pastors will be up here. Our worship team will continue to lead us. But God bless you, and we'll see you soon.